What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Dish Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all of support and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform. And make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Dish Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Joseph, how's it going? Welcome to the platform. Good day. Thanks for having me. Good day. You know, that's what they say. Good day. Yes, you know, sir. it's a good day when you vote for day. Is, is that is that the slogan? Yep. Day all the way. <laughs> day all the way. <laughs> well, man, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Um, <clears throat> you are running for a circuit court clerk here for Davidson County. Uh, I'm excited to talk about that and excited to, you know, learn some things about what happens in uh, circuit court clerk and what doesn't happen yes. in circuit court court. Uh, before we get into that, though, just tell the people a little bit about yourself. I know. We talked a little bit out uh, off the camera, you know, White Creek, you know, Cobra, yeah. you know. Once a Cobra, always a Cobra. Once a Cobra, my family a Cobra, so, you know, I, I guess I like y'all a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just growing up in the Bottle area, or Bordeaux area, however you want to However you want to pronounce it. Uh, Bordeaux, Bordeaux. Right, you know, right, right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Joseph P. Day, born and raised, Nashville native, uh, grew up in Bordeaux, County Hospital Roadside. You know, Broward Drive. Um, I was, I'm Baptist, baby. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, went to White Creek High School, and uh, you know, that's just the area that I grew up in. And my journey to now started, you know, when I went to Tennessee State University um, as a freshman. I ended up getting a summer internship there, and got a job there, summer job, and. Previous to that, you know, I didn't know much about the court's system and Traffic Violations Bureau, Traffic Warrant Division is where I started. And it's ironic starting there because rewind, when I was 16, I got my first ticket uh, on Bradley Parkway, you know, <laughs> and my mom would call down to the clerk's office and say, we got a ticket. I was like, mom, you know, you're 16, you got your first ticket. I was like, we need to pay this ticket. And they never had the ticket. And so... We don't have a ticket. We'll try back two weeks later. We don't have the ticket. And then mm. we got a letter a little bit after that. It was a state citation. And, you know, I had to pay like $250 or something and tell me that they might try to suspend my license if I don't get this paid. And it was confusing to me right. because I thought I did everything that I was supposed to do trying to, you know, be a responsible citizen and, right. and call. And so years later, fast forward, like I said, I was a freshman in college and I started working in the office. And I was like, man, this is where I got that ticket, you know. <laughs> and so once, you know, I got there, I got to see kind of the what goes on in the office. And I got an understanding of, you know, a metro citation ticket versus a state citation. Right. Uh, a metro officer can give you a citation. And depends on what you were doing, it elevates to a state-level citation. And so mm. that's how I got caught up in, in, in that. Uh, but, you know, just starting there, like I said, um, that – started my journey in the clerk's office in the traffic violations bureau traffic warrant division so um that started my journey but just a little bit about me back to it uh, like i said nashville uh married two kids uh they attend metro national public schools uh 10 richland creek church of christ you know and serve there as well uh member of all Phi theta fraternity incorporated and just been grinding you know for the city and to get to this point uh, in my career, to start at the bottom of this organization and now be in a position to run for office, 
something that I always dream about. You know, when you're uh, young and uh, uh, you have big dreams, you right. know, you yeah. know, I always tell you to set your goals. You know, you can't look too far, you know, but, you know, when I started out here, it's just like I, I saw what was going on there and see how people needed help. And right. I just have a knack for public service. And uh, I worked there for four summers. And when I graduated college, I was offered a full-time job. And uh, I was excited about that. That was 2001. And you've been there ever since? Ever since. That's what, 20-something? Yeah, it's 20 plus. That's why I say 20 plus years because the summertime from 97-01, I've been around. Right. But I don't get uh, <laughs> that on my time of service for my pension or anything like that. Right. So four years, but I've been around since 97, but I've been full-time since 01. So 21 years wow. officially, but I've been around about 25 years. Wow. So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of hard to stack up against, you know. Well, I mean, it's, it's if you're another candidate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's you know that's why I will talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, everybody asks me what's my platform and things like that, you know, experience, and you come out with experience, and then that kind of gets regurgitated. Everybody says, "Well, I have experience." Right. Well, we all have experience, but right. I mean relevant experience. I've been on the front lines. Right. You know. Uh, helping people, you know, seeing people in need. And we're limited in that scope, though, as a clerk. But, I mean, you see it. You see the everyday people, you know. Right. Uh, I've seen it all. So, and that's been my goal to kind of develop solutions to kind of help people, you know, because my ear is always open, you know, because mm -hmm. you have a conversation. And what I found out is people just want you to listen. Right. You know, because you come down to the courthouse, whether you're paying a ticket, whether you uh, – Having going through a divorce or dealing with family issues, uh, probating a will, or, you know, just all those type things. Right. You don't want to come down there. You're upset already. Right. And you come down there and you're trying to get something off your chest, and I cut you off because I've heard your story 25 times. Right. No, I'm going to listen and let you finish. Right. You know, uh, just to understand. And, and, you know, people come there in a bad disposition mm -hmm. but they leave in a better disposition right. because they get that best better service right. you know so so let's talk about that because you know i don't think many people like general public have to come in contact with the circuit county clerk, clerk circuit clerk. court clerk circuit yes. court clerk so what is that what is that experience like like why would i for some reason have to potentially have to come see you or talk to you or you know any of those things what what what, okay. what is the what does that first approach look like look like and it, and it goes back to my initial story I, I'll, I'll tell you about that and then i'll explain a little yeah. bit about it but like i told you when i was 16 and got that ticket uh-huh you know you say court is a stigma to us i'm like oh what do, <laughs> what do i need to do where do i go right you see what i'm saying i haven't been down here you know where building is this you see these big pretty courthouses what's going on right and so you come out there and i i can look in the lobby and you see people just running around lost Scared to say, well, well, do I go here? Right. You know, yes. Yeah, the question, hey, where's this office? Where's that office? You know, right. and that that's that's the thing. So my whole thing is to make this office more transparent, mm. so you can understand and take that stigma away. You know, right. we're there to serve you, right. and you come in lost, and it's like, hey, I can't give you legal advice, but you say, hey, I'm I'm here for this. You know, oh well, that's over here. Well, let me walk you down the hall and show you where this office is. Just kind of take that away, but. So back to the meat of the question. Right. So the circuit court clerk, uh, as the elected official role, there are four offices under the purview of the clerk. Okay. And I'll talk a little bit about those. You know, first is circuit. Uh, that is a court of record. Anything over $25,000, whether it's a lawsuit, med malpractice, a divorce, 
We also handle adoptions. Okay. Uh, anything there. So those are filed there. Child support stuff, uh, orders of protection. If you're married with kids, it comes through circuit. Okay. Um, then we have probate. So probate is under the clerk as well, dealing with estates, mm -hmm. name changes, guardianships, conservatorships. You know, those are big now for elder care and things like that. Right. Or say if you have uh, kids and you have a will and something happens to you, if you have a, a you know, Mm -hmm. that, that guardianship, you know, to look over that and things like that. So that's the probate side of it. Uh, also, general sessions is across the street. Right. So general sessions uh, deals with anything under $25,000. Now, this is you have a past due bill, civil warrants, mm -hmm. you bought something and somebody didn't give you your goods or services or whether you have property mm -hmm. and uh, you can get your rent paid. That's been big in the news today, uh, you know, during the COVID-19 where people can't pay their rent. And right. you have two sides of that story. You have people struggling, trying to pay their rent. And so those are filed, those are called detainer warrants. Okay. And so you will file a detainer warrant with the clerk's office and then it will be served by the sheriff's department. Okay. And then they say, hey, you have so many days to get out, mm -hmm. you know. And if not, the sheriff's department will come put your stuff out. Right. So those are filed over there. Uh, but past due bills, you know, whether it's a past due credit card, cable bill, Xfinity, whatever, those things are filed. Anything under $25,000. So general sessions is the first experience a lot of times that people uh, come into contact with the court. Right. Uh, you also come, by what I tell people too, if you do have a past due judgment or you know get a garnishment or something on you, you can come to our office and file a slow pay. Okay. So you say, well, man, they're taking 25% of my check. Right. I can't afford that. I have to pay bills. I got to live. Right. So you come to our office, pay your $25, and file a slow pay. Say, well, I can pay you $25 a month or $4 a month, okay. whether you're taking $250 out of my check. Right. You see what I'm saying? Uh, also, orders of protection over there, whether it's uh, somebody you know stalking you, a friend, or mm -hmm. you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. They handled over there versus in circuit, whether if you're married with, with kids. Okay. Um, state distress warrants. I mean, all those things are filed there. And then we have traffic, which is also under general session. So traffic tickets, mm. parking tickets, environmental citations, misdemeanor citations, whether you have uh, your lawn needs to be cut and cold, right. you got a broke down car, right. all those things, you know, health department, all, all those things are filed in the clerk's office. Now, in saying that, it's, it's a very um, diverse role because 19 judges. Now, mm -hmm. we say circuit, there are eight circuit judges. Now, one of those are our probate judge, so that's on that side. And then, but on general session side, 11, right? 11 of them. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what's going on now with the elections. There's 11 different divisions, right. and they're running, you know. Right. And judges are elected every eight years, where the clerks are every four years. Now, the circuit deals with everything civil, civil okay. in nature. And it's kind of broken down like that. So, with this, it's civil. And then you have criminal, right. you have juvenile, right. and so that, that's how that's uh, broken up there. So Man. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot, uh, but as far as the role of the clerk, right. have to understand what that is. It's to keep, basically, it's the custodian and keeper of the record. 
Okay. So you can come in and say, hey, this happened in 1982. I had somebody hit us the other day. My grandfather had something down there, and they call, you know, we go, got to go to archives to mm -hmm. find this record. They're trying to do a documentary or something. Right. This was 1935. Right. Had, you know, just something like that. And it's like, wow. We got to go back and try to find that, and we're the keeper of the record. So uh, that's been the thing as as my role as I've transitioned, mm -hmm. you know, 20 plus years in this organization. As, as I told you, it's four different offices, but right. I started in the traffic warrant division, uh, and that's where I started my journey with a five-year plan that's turned into 20 plus. So and, and now you're the chief deputy of public relations and employee uh, employee development, right? Yes. So yes. how does that kind of go? How does that help you transition yeah. okay. into this possible new role? All right. So, as I said, my five-year plan started there. And uh, once I decided to stay in the public sector, uh -huh. I always say I had to go back and, you know, opportunity costs. So, mm -hmm. you know, am I going to stay here? I got married. I'm just like my family. I'm going to stay in this public sector. You know, this is what I want to do. Um, so I went back to sharpen my saw. So I went to Cumberland and got my master's in public service management. Uh, then I continued to grind, sharpen that saw, uh, University of Tennessee, certified public administrator designation, and just continuing education. But along this journey, I stayed there because uh, the passion, but I also got a little movement. You mm -hmm. know, you have goals, as I told right. you. So I became training coordinator, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, man, you know, what are we going to do? Right. You know, I, got a, I got a child now, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, am I going to stay here and this, that? Then I became business manager, mm -hmm. you know. And so you just grinding, doing the work, you know, coming up with creative ideas. And then, you know, I've had opportunities to leave. And right. it's just like, you know, you weigh your, weigh your option. I was like, no, this is what I do. Right. And then um, I was offered the chief deputy role in 2016. Okay. Uh, and that was very instrumental uh, to learn in the workings because it's, it's a difference working at the front lines of the counter, dealing with the everyday mm -hmm. uh, and dealing with middle management. And now I get a seat at this table here, right. you know, uh, where I can learn about the inner workings. We can look at it, like I said, employee development versus one office that I've been in and then learn the other offices. Right. But now we have four offices with about 100 employees. And so every office is different, mm -hmm. but the main goal is to serve the public right? Uh, because we're public service. Uh, and that has prepared me for this next step as far as talking about the budgets, you know. Right. You come across and, you know, people always have, well, uh, the mayor may come and say, we have a budget cut. I need you to cut 5%. Well, you're like, whoa. Right. You know, these conversations are 5% and you're looking like, what are we going to do? Right. And I, and I think that's important. So how instrumental is having a proper budget for the circuit court clerk office? It's very important. And then that's that's. And if we people, don't have that budget, yeah. Well, what see, are some of the uh, the people that utilize the office mm -hmm. kind of facilitate that. Facilitate that. That uh, and you know you come in and pay your fines, <coughs> tickets, or whatever it may be. They're mm -hmm. filing fees. Right. It's a state tax. It's a county tax. Right. It's a clerk fee. See, when you pay for stuff like that, some of that goes to fund. So it's kind of self-sufficient in okay. one conversation that okay. you know. You utilize our services. I mean, you should pay for those, right. and we use that to improve those services. And actually, if a lot of things are filed, we look at that, and we have to turn money back over to mm. Metro. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and just the different divisions. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. How we when you look at it, you know, and that's been my goal to think outside the box. 
you know, why, why is this this way? Right. You know, and then what I had to learn and understand is that the clerk's office is governed by statutes okay. and ordinances. I can't just come in here and say, you know, the big conversation sounds good mm -hmm. that, oh, we're going to lower fines. We're going to do this. I can't go in there. Lower. I go to jail. Right. I can't go in there because they're going to say, hey, you're not collecting our money. I, well, well, that's a good that's a that's a good pivot, I think, because people are always talking about policy and statutes and. Who has the power to, to change these things, especially when it comes to just courts in general? Because mm -hmm. judges don't make laws. They just follow such probate judge. Don't, they just, he or she are following the statute. This mm -hmm. is what this we can do. We this is what we can't do. So what role could you play in if you're seeing like, hey, people can't afford these particular filing fees or, or maybe like we can, how can we make this more cost effective? Um, for for the community, what role could you play in that, or do, do you have a voice at that particular table, or is it going to the state legislator? How does that? It's, it's the state legislator level. Okay. Like I said, you know, we like I said, the statutes, Tennessee code annotated, one five six dot two five. They pass these bills on the hill. Yeah. You know, so when you talk about those things, it's like, oh well, you know, they pass them and. We got to look every year. Oh, what's passed on the hill? Right. Oh, state tax is gone. Well, guess what? State tax goes to fund other stuff. Right. And since I've been there, you know, state tax has been twelve seventy five, thirteen seventy five, and then oh, we had two dollars, fifteen seventy five. So that that price changes, but then they take a portion of that, you know, to to fund something else or county tax. Right. And then fines go to metro. I mean, it's it's you know, it's broken down like that. But just to say, I'm gonna go in here and. Uh, wipe this cost out. Right. That's that's not the role of the clerk, you know. Um, now, when you think about the services that we provide, and if some legislation comes and they say, "Well, we want this, we want this," you know, they may reach a hey, you know, how's that? Say, like, hey, hold on, this going to affect you know right. the offices, you know, and then right. just like now with the traffic violations bureau, I don't know, you drove around the city lately, people driving around crazy, right. uh, ticket. Writing it went down with the COVID. I mean, just look at the traje trajectory of tickets. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first started, you know, uh, well, not first started, but around uh, 03, 04, man, they were writing all kinds of tickets. You know, they were using, pulling people over, finding different things, so the tickets were up. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's like ticket revenue is down, you know, right. uh, especially with all the other stuff going on. But it, it went down, but that was one of the things that, talking about the roles and thinking outside the box. In 0304, they were writing uh, tickets, tickets, you would see them, you know, and we had court on it almost every hour, eight o'clock docket, nine o'clock docket, 10 o'clock docket. And then it got so bad that the fire um, marshal came and said, there's too many people in here. Right. And I'm thinking like, people lined up outside, I know it's me, I don't want to, I got to take off work. I got to come down here and wait all day. Right. So I'm thinking, what's going to happen? Now, we're a small city, which we've grown exponentially, but it made me say, what does these larger cities do? What does New York do? Right. What does Florida do? They have a bigger population. So when you get a ticket, you have a right to come to court. So what actually happens when you get a ticket? Well, you look at the court. You're going to come in. Mm -hmm. You're either going to plead guilty. They're going to give you traffic school. You're going to have a trial. Right. And so I kind of looked at some different models. That was one of the things that I did research on, kind of using that education background. It's like, how can we make this better? Right. Uh, and we finally got that implemented to where you get a ticket now instead of you automatically getting a court date. Well, you don't need a court date if you're pleading not guilty. Right. So you got three options. You pay the ticket, 
That's basically saying you're guilty, you're going to pay the ticket. Mm -hmm. If you want to write, you want a court date, you want to plead not guilty, you can submit that. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can request traffic school. You have 45 days to do that. Right. And that kind of cleaned up the backlog and all these people just standing, waiting all day. Right. Uh, just kind of things like that. So uh, I don't know if I got off topic about your legislative no, or whatever. No, but, no, I mean, no, it's, it's just good. out of the purview of the clerk. You know, you have to stay in your lane. You right. know, I can't champion and say, hey, we need to lower our fines up there, you know. Right, so, right. Uh, but that's done at that, you know, the state level. And so, because I just want, I want, because I'm learning metro right now metro ordinance level. So, metro metro uh, council and things they can, right. you know, yeah, metro ordinances. So, okay. But 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 still, that kind of they kind of put you in a in a in a I think a still powerful position though because if you're saying or if you're seeing that it is becoming somewhat of a economic burden to community. Then you can say, "Hey, you know, what can we do to remedy this?" Um, from what I'm understanding, when it comes to filing particular things, because um, because we know that if something is too, um, too 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 much to bear for people's pockets, maybe they won't even like I ain't, I ain't got the money to file anything right right now. Um, is there? What what are resources that like I guess the what you gotta you gotta you gotta be uh, creative. So yeah. my thing is as a citizen, you know this information that we have. So you think about well instead of charging you for let's let's use this and make access because right. it's public record. Right. You see what I'm saying? How can we make this available and make your life easier? Right. You see what I'm saying? And that that's some of the creative ways that you know you can do that. And then as far as fees, you know. You can, uh, when people come in and don't have the money, they can come in and file paperwork. Uh, okay. And you put down and, you know, go before the judge and say, hey, I can't afford to pay this. Right. Or I owe an appeal. You know, he's like, right. well, appeal going to cost you some money to go from appeal from general sessions to circuit. Right. You can come in and do a pauper's oath. Okay. And file that out. And they ask how much you make and this and that. And the judge can grant that okay. uh, type thing. But that's what I'm saying. The role of the clerk is to facilitate that, to schedule the dockets, uh, right. working with the 19 judges, right. you know. And, and just about that as far as taking that to the community and things like that. Like you saying, you're getting educated now. Right. Uh, since I 2016, you know, that's been my goal to bridge the gap with technology to make the office more transparent. It's kind of like uh, I was having a conversation the other day. If you never had a root canal, mm -hmm. you don't know much about what's going on with a root canal. No, you no, see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And so when you look at the population of what we serve and what we do for the the number of people in Nashville and how many people we served, you know. It's about two to three percent, you know, four percent of the population, uh, looking at that number. But um, my goal is to, like I said, make it more transparent, make it to where you know. Well, I come down here for the clerk's office and the right. civil. And as I've been on the trail, that's what I find that people sometimes they don't understand what's right. going on. But when they do come down there, it's there for them. And, and as far as championing that to the to the community. It's only so much you can do. Now, as a clerk, right. I can't go out here and say, I'm taking this to the community. I'm right. going to take it to the community. Right. What are we taking to the community? We make access for them community in there and let them know, yes, but that's been my message to spread what the office does. Right. But, I, I mean, when you take it to the community, now the judge, I, I, I uh, serve the public and I serve the judge. So as the keeper of the record, now the judge can say, just for example, uh, I'm not endorsing or saying anything, but Rachel Bell has a community court. Right. You know, 
And she'll call us, hey, we're having a community clerk. We need a clerk out there. Mm -hmm. We need our records out there. Mm -hmm. You know, how can we facilitate this? Because mm -hmm. we're dealing here with a budget, but, you know, let's, let's get the records out there. Let's get somebody out there. But I can't say, I'm, I'm taking the circuit court to the community, <laughs> right. and then who's going to be there? Right. I can't make a judge come. Right. You see what I'm saying? I can't tell the judge, I need you to come here. Mm -hmm. The judge can say, hey, I need these records. This is what we're doing. So it's just like a, a relationship. You know, but I can't champion that and put that out there and lead that charge just right. by statute. I mean, that's that's not in that's not in the in the thing now. It's not in, it's not in, that not in this yeah. yeah. And then that's my thing. And I know we go back and forth. I know you've seen some of the forums where we get to talk about that. Right. I have you know nothing against the other candidates. They right. do great work in the community, but to to put that narrative out there that we're taking the community, you don't and telling about the people don't know what the role of the clerk. Is. I mean, people don't know what the office does. Well, apparently they don't either. Right. You know, it's it's a specific role. Yeah. And not to say that what you're doing is great, but this is not the vehicle for that. This is not the medium for that. Right. You know, uh, whether, like you said, you're going to change some fines and things, right. that's right. done. Run for Senate. Right. You know, right. uh, those are things that you can do there. Or stuff in the community or, you know, you're talking about uh, helping uh, people get back in the workforce. And mm -hmm. that's that's criminal. Criminal right. court clerk that you can kind of reform on that side. Right. This is all you know, civil in nature and things that we do. Um, but I'm I'm glad you cleared that up because I, when I think too, because it has court in the name, people automatically associate that with with, with something to where like like criminal criminal court or general sessions or something where even though I know that it does include general sessions, but something that when we think about just our criminal justice system or legal yes. system. Mm -hmm. And so I think people just group it together like, oh well, you know, you got some power, you you know, you can you can change I can I come to you about money bill or cash bill or, or any of, of that. that. None of that. None <laughs> but of if that. I'm yes. if I'm looking for if I'm looking for a specific record, then I need to I need to yeah, come you in. come and say, hey, I got served with this paper right. for somebody suing me or garnishing me. Right. What do I do? Well, come in, well, you know, and that's, that's been the thing with uh, my latest project uh, was e-filing. You know, my thing is with the court system, as I started, like I told you, when mm -hmm. I was since 97, I started in there. That's when Yahoo, Google, being all this technology, and I'm right. a college student. Right. So I'm like, man, I got this summer job internship. I'm thinking I'm going to be blown away because it's the government. <laughs> what I found out, no, the government's a little bit behind. Right. You know, the private sector is, is really pushing it, and the government's behind. And so I thought I was going to see all this stuff. You know, they come in here, we're collecting parking tickets. You're writing, writing parking cars. And I've done all of that. I've issued parking warrants. I've actually went out to the field serving garnishments and parking warrants. Uh, working the counter, you know, I mean, all those things. I've been out in the field, you know. Yeah, you've been, you've been in the field. Yes, yes. And then it's like we used to go out and serve uh, paperwork, and now the sheriff's department does paperwork. And then it's like, well, why are we going out and serve, serve uh, documents when the sheriff's department can do that? Right. Let's save costs, you know, metro vehicles, cut I mean, it's just right. been a lot as a transition from budget cuts and things like that. Right. How can we look and, you know, utilize that? So it's like I've – been in so many means we need to do more with less right you know what I'm saying you go tell the employees there's no raise this year because raises you know whatever the budget is in the government you know they mm -hmm. pass it I can't go in there and just you know I'm gonna give you right you did a great job I'm gonna give you a you know 30 percent raise or something like that across the board three percent uh, cost of living raise you know right. stuff like that so certain aspects that you can control mm -hmm. but everything is like even when I became chief deputy that put me there to you know 
interview some people. Oh, we need an accountant for our department. We had somebody leave. And I'm like, ooh, well, can we go to TSU? Right. Can I go find a, somebody that's about to graduate? Right. Come here. Because I started when I was in college. So let me use some contacts and resources and take this back to the community. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm the first person of color as as training coordinator, as business manager in this organization. Wow. And I became chief deputy. And so I've been instrumental in that, trying to do that, trying to go out to the community and find that. So it's just, you know, one of those things that I've been there. I put in the work. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the elevator. Right. I've been climbing the stairs. Yeah, you was in That's shape. You said you in yeah, shape so. when, you take them, when you take yeah. them stairs. Yeah, and you take the <laughs> stairs, you know, it's just like you look up and it's just like, why not me? Right. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I'm trying to shake the jar, shake the jar, right. you know. And uh, finally, like I said, 2016, that kind of opened up uh, the opportunity for me to learn a little bit more about the backside of it mm-hmm. and what goes on uh, versus working the front lines. But to look at the whole picture, right. I've been that summer employee or starting at the bottom with a great idea. Mm-hmm. You probably experienced yourself. You have a great idea mm-hmm. that never make it. To the the people in control, yeah, and in upper management. And now I'm in a position to where I've been the person, I know what it's like. Mm -hmm. And so it's always open for feedback. You know, we have to the point where submit a a, uh, request or a recommendation, let's look at it. You know, it's been to the point where you may start in the organization and say, uh, well, train me. Mm-hmm. You know, people kind of possessive of their roles. When I first started here, it's like if you were data entry, that's all you done was data entry. Yeah. If you were a cashier, that's all you did with cashier. If you was a court clerk, if you went in there, that's all you did. But now it's just like, so we need a cross train. Right. You know, uh, a diverse workforce. You got some people that's been there 30 years. When I first started, I was the youngest. And now that's not the case anymore. <laughs> but we have people that have been there for 30 years. We mm-hmm. have people that, you know, been there. Uh, 10 years and then people just starting and you say, well, training is, well, this is how I do it. Right. And, you know, I've been instrumental in drafting down procedures. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the manual? Right. Uh, you know, so you should be able to take this procedure and, and learn this, you know. And then that's one of the things, too, with technology. Like with e-filing and some of the misnomers that uh, it's just for lawyers, just for attorneys. No, that's, that's not the case. This system, you know, we did a PIP project, you know, kind of like know your history, mm-hmm. you know, that we started this and with the mayor's office to, instead of having four different systems, if you practice in uh, circuit, general sessions or whatnot, and then you also do criminal law or probate law, so you're going to have a system for that, you're going to have a system for this, let's for the city, let's make one system like a portal. Right. You know, if you're an attorney, if you practice on this side, well, you have the same account, but you click a button and it takes you to the other side. Right. But it's the same system. Right. You got one login that gives you access to, to those. Uh, and the system is free. Right. You know, so when you say things like make it for the average person to come in, where well, it's, it's free. Those, those records are free. You can look right. on our e-filing system. Uh, if you're a pro se, and see a lot of these terms, you know, people don't understand. You say a term, and oh, a pro se. Right. Well, you know, pro se is someone without representation is coming down there. Uh, without attorney representation. Um, they come in there, they can request an account as well and see stuff. And then it's always, well, make access to the public. Well, we have a case system called CaseLink. Mm-hmm. Well, CaseLink costs $25 a month. Now, with that $25 a month, it's not like we're making money. That goes for the servers and all this stuff. But if you come down to our, our office, you're going to pay to park, you're going to come in there, and you're going to say, I want to get a copy of this record. You've got a copy cost. Right. 
you know, stamp, you want this certified, it's, mm -hmm. gonna, it's gonna cost you. Mm -hmm. Well, with the case link, you come in, you pay $25, you sit in here in your office, you have PDFs of all the images and documents, all you need, you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that information is there for e-filing is free, but the people who utilize that as taxpayer, the people who utilize that should pay for those services, right. whether it's companies or, you know, real estate companies want to know what's been filed or, right. you know, those, those people uh, pay the burden to use that access. But for free access, it's right. there as well. Right. So, I mean, it's just a misnomer there that it's not for everybody. It is for everybody. And, and so far as, because I know you talked a little bit about transparency. So for uh, a person like myself or anybody else who, who may be, you know, first time trying to find something <clears throat> and maybe don't know about the e-filing system, like how, how, what are ways or creative ways when I come down there, I can, I can kind of know what I'm looking for or be directed like, hey, like, you need to use this e-filing system or you need to pay this $25 a month or is that kind of being transparent or is that being communicated to community uh, in, in the most efficient way at the moment? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, been my, that's been my goal to do that because okay. I've been a part of it as far as case link or whatever. Our training room is down there. I have people come and say, well, how can I do this? How can I find this? Right. Come on down here. I'll give you hands-on training. We got right. a training room down here. Okay. Let me show you how to do this. Okay. Oh, you come to our office and say, oh, well, what about this? How can I get this? Well, I can give this to you, but let me show you how to do this. Let me help you, Rich. Let me take your hand. And what I thought about, you know, I can bring you this big manual. Right. People don't like to read. Right. But we document the process, right. and it came to me. It's like we have all this great technology. Why don't we make videos? Mm. Yeah. Okay? And so when I conducted the trainings for that, when we were going to uh, launch, because, see, people don't like change. It's like we're going to e-filing. Oh, so you have people that, you know, we want things to get better, but we want them to stay the same. But change right. is constant. Right. And so my thing is how can I train people and do these type of things. So we had trainings and we had Zoom, we had in-person, right. you know, COVID hit and things like that. But I was like, let's make videos. Right. Speaking, let's do this. Speaking of COVID, how did COVID kind of help y'all shift and kind of what are some more shifts that you feel like you can possibly make being that like people couldn't come in person, people had to start using utilizing technology. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've had plenty of judges in, in people here part of just the court system and they realized like it was a lot of things that was being done and our judicial system just was just wasn't efficient and COVID helped bring some of those things out and pivot to something different that is more efficient that we can start using going forward. Did you see that as well? Yeah, I see that. And now let me tell you that that that's perfect because uh when we went live in twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. e filing with circuit and probate, we didn't go live with general sessions. We went we developed it to a certain point but as I told you, the offices are totally different. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, circuit and probate kind of in the same vein. So let's put general sessions here. Mm -hmm. Let's focus on these two because it's complex. We went live in those two offices in 2019. Okay. Well, launched it, got feedback, continued to, to shape it and, you know, make changes. And uh, COVID hit. It's like, oof, you know, what are we going right. to do? And it's always been the thing when I became chief deputy or even before, I'm like, you know, how can we, because it's always gas is high, this is high. How can we, you know, have a time where we couldn't give employees raises because the budget, you know, right. got a little downturn in the economy. How can we do this? Well, how can we uh, do a flex schedule? How can we do this type thing? Mm -hmm. And it's always, well, come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. 
well, how can we make it work? And it's just like, we can't do it. Right. They can't word, you know, that's, that's right. one that, you know, no, we can, we just got to find creative solutions, you know, to the right. challenges of change. And that's been one of the things. So make a long story short, that uh, e-filing made it there to where General Sessions was not live, mm -hmm. Circuit and Probate was live, where you can file 24-7. And General Sessions, you got to come in person, paperwork, certain probate, continue to move without a hitch. You know, it's like, well, we need to work from home. Well, we don't have enough laptops, the budget to work from home. It's like, well, why can't we take these desktops? Right. These little bitty desktops, get some monitors, buy a couple laptops, and let's rotate and, you know, kind of work from home. And, you know, those things there. And it's like, oh, we can do this. Right. But two years before, I was like, hey, I come in and say, you know what, we can work from home if we just take these computers home. Psh, we're not doing that. Right. I mean, it's just not logical, right. but you got to think outside that box. Mm -hmm. Why not? Right. You know, you're looking at security. and We have technology. You can see when people are logged on. Right. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you know what's going on. And, but then here's general sessions when the uh, AOC and the state Supreme Court come in and say, ooh, we have to stop. You can't mm -hmm. file this. And then that brought the detainer warrant and stuff like that. So we're back with all this paperwork right. that's a backlog that we have to get in and catch up. Well, here is circuit and probate right. model still still moving. Right. And then that opened up, like you said, technology, mm -hmm. Zoom. Can't have a Zoom hearing, you know. Right. Let's do these meetings. Microsoft Teams. Right. You know, you know, you have a meeting, so why can't we do this? And right. it's, it just become whether it's a conference call or calling in, it's just that model took off and it's mm -hmm. one of those things that now that the employees have adapted and like it mm -hmm. to where, hmm, I can work from home or I can do an extended flex schedule right. twofold to where I can serve you as the customer mm -hmm. and the public better to where, uh, <clears throat> I'm getting off on a tangent because it came to my mind, but we just close at 4.30 and you say, well, hmm, we run a flex schedule. Why can't we stay open? Because like, I just got off work. People running down there. Right. Man, I get off at four. I can't make it in traffic. I need to pay my ticket. I need to go out and get my license back. I need right. to come file something. Well, let's stay open to 515. Let's stay open just that little bit longer. Right. You know, we have a drop box out here, but you need to get this in today. Right. But now with e-filing, it's 24-7. You, you can file that, time. you know, on certain probate. Right. And, and so that's, that's the thing there. With, with traffic, uh, we're just up, uploading a new website to where, Instead of you coming down to request court date in person, do it online. Right. You see what I'm saying? Pay my ticket online in real time. Right. Those are some of the things. But that technology, once the two paces out of the tube, mm -hmm. it's not going back in. Right. And so that COVID actually pushed government. Mm -hmm. The state has already been working, you know, remotely and home. But it's like come up with a plan. And now that the two paces out of the tube, you ain't going back in because it's like, well, we're coming back in the office. Everybody come back. It's like, ah, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> right, right. So, but what I found is that, you know, people enjoy that. You might can't get you a raise, mm -hmm. but that little perk, that means a lot. Yeah. You know, you having to drive down here five days a week versus driving down here three days a week, right. you know, and doing your part. And what, I, you know, just when you look at the data and mm -hmm. what, you know, sick time use is down and things right. like that. Uh, it's, it's just been good. And, and with the courts, right. you know, and that's, that's what I'm going to tell you too. All these different circuit courts, you know, whether it's first circuit, second circuit, they're their own court. We support them and they say, well, we want to do this. Well, we want to do this. Well, how can we help you? Mm -hmm. You know, can you publish this docket? Oh, let's do that. Right. You know, I can do that for you on the website. Right. Well, can we get our docket to look like this? Right. That's the things that we go in like, uh, okay, judge, 
you know, I have a first call, I have a second call. Well, uh, uh, Third Circuit and Fourth Circuit, they deal with different issues, mm -hmm. and so they need their doctors to look a certain way. Right. Probate does a little something different. It has something called a rocket docket, right. you know, where it's just like, oh, you come in here, or you have an emotion, so I'm coming all the way down here to come in there and say, Judge, uh, I want to continue this, I want to do this, and it's over. Next, next. Why can't that be done by video? Mm -hmm. You're just saying, why can't, right. why can't we do those type things? And so those type of things that, that we're uh, continually to work on and those suggestions right. and, you know, even with the e-filing, well, why can't we do this? Well, why can't we do this? Right. Well, let's look at it. Nashville is growing, right? Exponentially, 80 people, probably, it might be back to 100 people moving here a day, even during the midst of a pandemic and everything. How does that affect the uh, circuit court clerk? Uh, it affects us because we have to be able to, you know, with more people, more lawsuits, more right. things are being filed just to have the, the infrastructure right. for the records. And moving from paper mm -hmm. to digital, pushing paper is very expensive. But as a keeper of the record, we have to do that. And that just goes back to the thing about the IT and mm -hmm. we need to get back this. I mean, just, just these type of things, you know. The latest standards and technology, we work with ITS and JIS mm -hmm. uh, to find the best practices, right. you know, with servers. Instead of being out here on an island like we were, we need to back our records up. We have a backup here. We have one here. We have one there. Right. In, case, in case this building blows up, right. we got records over here. If this building blows up, we got records over here, right. you know, uh, replicate the data to have a backup data. And so just to look at that and say, well, we have 50 servers, for example, right. you know, and these 50 servers, if one goes out, what do we do? Mm -hmm. Well, let's go in conjunction with JIS, let's look at this. Well, we got 50 servers, this is what they do. Right. Now we have people that still in the IT department, but instead of having five employees dedicated to IT, we having our own thing. Mm -hmm. We're part of the Metro government, but it's separate. Right. Kind of like a little silo over here. Right. But after all, it's still part of the main network. And that's better for security reasons, right. for all that type of thing. So. Why is, important, why is it important that Nashville voters get this right? right? It's four years. I hear that again, people. It's four years, not eight years, because a lot of these other seats are eight, eight years. years. Yeah. These are four years. Four years still is not a, you know, still not a short time. You know, it's still, you know, a lot can happen in four years. So why is it right that Nashville voters get this, get this right and make sure we have the right candidate in this position? Well, you have to know, uh, like I said, the four things I'm running on, right. relevant experience, you know, you want someone who knows the job. You know somebody has the institutional knowledge mm -hmm. and the hands-on experience. Just to know, you just can't come in and pull the chair out from money and say, we're going right. to do this. Right. A lot of ideas sound great on paper, mm -hmm. but the proof is in the pudding. Right. You got to, what's the problem? You know, decision-making process, look at it, refine it. Well, that ain't going to fly if you don't know that. And just, quick, know. And just a quick question, just for clarity for the listeners and viewers. Do the two other candidates have institutional experience for this for this for this for this candidacy, or are are they kind of walking into this fresh? They're walking into it fresh. Okay, they have experience. I mean, just listen. I don't have to say it, but just you know what I hear on in the community. I've okay. been here. I'm you know whether you're a teacher, a social worker, right. uh, assistant principal, or whatever that is. That's experience in that. But no experience. No in experience this in this court. court. No, no. Okay. And then the thing is that we want to take that, you know, to the community. Well, 
yeah, we can take it to the community by supporting the judges that do that, but I can't go in there and champion it. This is, like I told you, and I always give this analogy, kind of like uh, some people not technical, but a screwdriver. Right. You got a Phillips head, flat you got head. a flat head, mm -hmm. okay? So they're great. Nothing wrong with them. Oh, Phillip head is awesome. You got that screw, and then the Phillip head don't work on a flathead screw, but the flathead sometimes you can find a little groove and right. get some stuff done just yeah. a little bit. Uh -huh. You know, sometimes you get a butter knife in there right. and can turn that <laughs> screw. But sometimes you get a piece of furniture like this table or something that the Phillips head won't work. They give you a little tool in there. Mm -hmm. That's an Allen wrench. Right. Specific. Right. And that's what this, this clerk role is. Now, you come into this clerk role and say you want to do all these things, mm -hmm. you know, that's all great, fine, and wonderful. But this is not that role. Right. And so when you come in here and saying these things that sound good to the uninformed, right. but I always tell people this role, kind of like in everything going good, you don't have any, oh, it's, it's running smoothly, you know. Right. But when the docket's. You know, we have, you think about it, as the keeper of the record, you know, we turn off money, we do, you know, uh, minor settlements and, you know, invest those monies and things like that. If that stuff is out of whack, right, it's going to be a nightmare. Right. A nightmare to where the dockets are not right. You know, 19 judges, mm -hmm. my phone rings. Hey, these cases are not right. This right. is here. Uh, kind of like, uh, you've seen the news before, I don't know uh, where, I don't even know what office it was, one of the clerk's office trying to find records and they can't find the records. Right. How would you feel if you had something <laughs> down there or right. you call in if you had a divorce or something in, right. in 1995 mm -hmm. and you trying to go do something, you got to show proof of the, divorce. of the divorce or whatever, and you call our office and you say, uh, I need to find this office, and you get to run around. Well, right. we don't have your documents, and that's affecting you. Mm -hmm. When that document, you need that document right. to show that's, you know, can't find it or right. this and that or a code or a statute. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't turn over the right money, malfeasance. Right. You see what I'm saying? You don't turn over what you're supposed to turn over. The state comptroller, they come in on you. And so you, as a clerk, you become responsible for those. So, I mean, you have mm -hmm. to know what you're doing. Okay. Wow. And I always say that line. And I took people look at it like, oh, you trying to know, but you can't fake this. You know, the old right. saying, fake it till you make it. You know, right. you get in here and do it. This is not a role that you want that. And I always give an analogy, kind of like uh, a sports analogy, like a football team. Mm -hmm. When you think of a football team or the Titans, who you think about? Derrick Henry. Right. Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Uh, but those are the kind of publicity. You see those, those right. are, the, are the forefront. So that's your judges and all these type things. But the clerk's office is kind of like the offensive line. Mm. If the offensive line is not protecting, it's not blocking. Derrick Henry ain't gonna look. He gonna right. look like trash, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, quarterback. A, quarterback ain't gonna throw for four thousand. Quarterback. A, that's, a, that's a that's a hell of an analogy, right uh, there. That's right. So it's like one of those things that, and I was a lineman, so <laughs> we do the dirty work down here right. to make things run smoothly. Right. But if we run it smoothly, oh, we look like we. Right. Yeah. You know. Hey, huh. And that's that's one of the things that you want it to run smoothly. Right. You know, you want it to run smoothly for the courts and all that. And that's, that's what the mission mm -hmm. of the circuit court clerk's office is, you know, to serve the citizens of Nashville and Davidson County courts and legal community through ethical values, mm. personal service, integrity, transparency and technology. Wow. to achieve an unmatched level of efficiency and customer satisfaction. So that's that's what the role of the clerk is. Yeah, and it's like customer satisfaction, yeah. Because it seems like you have to also have um, 
public relations skills as well. Yes. Because you're dealing with judges, attorneys. Oh, I'll rate. I mean, all, all over. Yeah, and so it seems like, you know, this person in this seat needs to be able to have good communication skills, soft skills, relationship building skills, and also just, just be open to, to different ideas and, and be able to, you know, cater. Yes, you know, exactly. to, to various needs mm -hmm. and make sure that literally everybody is working efficiently and effectively to get their job done. That's right. And, you know, wow, you come out in little taglines and rah-rah speeches about this. It sounds good. Like I tell you, it sounds yeah. good. You ever heard something that sounds good, but in your mind you're like, that's, that sounds too good to be true. Well, not, not only does it sound good, it's different when you know kind of the integral workings of what the actual position takes and what is needed compared to what people may be saying or may not be saying. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is the whole purpose of this it's, right here, yeah. right? Because I think, I know I've learned more than I've ever thought I need to know uh, about the circuit court clerk um, and the position and what happens in, and actually, you know, like you said, that offensive line analogy just really cleared it up. Like, oh, okay, uh, all right. So maybe if I come and, you know, scatter some papers around here, judges can't <laughs> <laughs> judges can't give me. I need to go down there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like just think about it. Hey, where's my docket? Where's yeah, this? You know, yeah. and I'm saying, hey, this wow. is this is what you know. You know, you don't have a clerk in there that know what they're doing, or you come in and say you have a judgment against you, mm -hmm. or just for example, you come in there, you getting garnished on your wages. Mm -hmm. Like we, in general sessions, if you have a judgment against you, when they pay that money over to us, mm -hmm. we have to turn around and send the checks out or whatever the transactions are. You know, modernizing that to why can't we do ACH transactions? Why are we you know right. doing checks to the attorneys, to the attorneys' office, the collection agencies? Right. You know, when you come pay your your fine and fees or your judgment or whatever. Say you had an accident, you got sued in American Express right. for $11,000. And you got the judgment, so you come to our office, or now you go, just go online and make your payment. And you just come mm -hmm. down there, go, go make your payment online. Well, we take that money, apply it, and send it, send it out. Wow. So, you know, both sides of it. Wow. So you want to come in there and make that experience easier. Right. But you as somebody who's got awarded a judgment, mm -hmm. don't you want your money? Yeah, I want my money. Yeah, yeah. so you yeah. come down there and say, hey, I'm, I'm looking for my judgment. Uh, this defendant said they paid my money. Where's my money? I mean, you right. got it. That, that stuff is, and it's public wow. record. Wow. And so you, you want that to be right. So you want what, it to be so right. That's where all of that happens. You want that to be right. Because yeah. we, see, we, see we see the judgment a lot of times via television or if you have to go to court from the judge, like, okay, such and such pay, such and such, boom. Bam, right and i've always wondered like okay how who's enforcing that mm -hmm. this money is getting to who is it like it, 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 are they sending each other checks who's who's accountability to that mm -hmm. yeah you come in and say you got a judgment she's like okay for your back rent that you didn't receive so they start paying it right. well that fees that you paid we have to route that to you right. and then guess what happens when they stop paying it he's like oh we ain't got no money and they call in so then that's when you come in and say mm -hmm. i want to file Right. Reinstate the garnishment. Right. You filed that with our office, whether uh -huh. the orders of protection. And, and, you know, a lot of that, we talk about the community and things like that. We work with JCAC, Morningstar, mm -hmm. that process for orders of protections, which is big in the community, to right. where, you know, with the night commissioners, when it's e-filing, it was a paper process manual to right. where you come in today, say you had an incident this morning, you know, right. uh, 
you come down there, call the police or whatever, they come fill out some paperwork, you make your statement, mm -hmm. go before the night commissioner, they sign it, approve it. They submit it to the clerk's office. Mm -hmm. We issue it, give you a case number, okay? We say you have a complaint number, case number. Well, the sheriff's department comes around, picks those up, right. go out and serve them. Right. They're trying to find a person to serve them. And so you, as the victim here, or you know, on this side of order protection, you're nervous for one already because this incident happened. So what's what's going to happen if they find out that you come once they get served? That just makes them, right? You know, come and want to do something else to you. So right. it's like that process was so slow. That's why people didn't come forward. You know, mm. or I'm scared to come forward. Right. Uh, but you come forward to this technology now to where they go serve it. They bring it back to our office. We send a letter. Oh, you've been served and this and that. Your court date is this date. Right. And so here you are in that whole time frame to where now you come in, night commissioner, they file it out, they send it to us. We stamp file to get a case number. We route it to the sheriff's department. Done. Yeah. They print it off, go serve it. And then we hit a stopgap. It's like, man, all this stuff is great. Right. But now it's still back to manual. So how can we get around this? Let's work together. Mm -hmm. So we work with the sheriff's department. You know, all these interdepartment agencies, how can we make this better for the public right. to where, what does your process look like? Right. That's what I'm saying. You come to the table with ideas or let's think outside the box. Let's right. make this creative solution to where now we find out where the sheriff's department, they go to their car. They have their own system. Mm -hmm. they, they served you. Right. We're waiting to get that back in the clerk's office. Mm -hmm. But guess what they do? They go back to the car on their computer right. and do a return. We weren't getting that return. Mm -hmm. That was for their system. They bring the paper back to us. Right. And guess what we got to do? Manual. So here's a stack of papers. Right. And we got to come in, do a return. Uh -huh. You might get to it. You see what I'm saying? Right. Oh, but we closed today, you know, we weekend. Right. So you got served Friday. They turned it in. You got served on Friday. They might not bring that to us to Monday. That's a whole weekend, that's Monday. So now, but when they go back to their car and put that in, we have a connection to where we're polling the system every couple minutes to where when they do it electronically, right. it comes in. Those type of things I'm talking about mm -hmm. with statutes and laws where, right. ooh, well, can this be an electronic record? Right. When you talk about how can we change that? Right. Well, yeah, we can, you know, hey, can we just look at Metro Legal? Is this, this piece of paper mm -hmm. with this signature, can we do that in a digital format? Is that legal? Right. I mean, those are the type of things that right. you don't see, but you come in, file this, this, now we have instant notification. Right. There's some more things that I want to bring to the table as far as that, uh, to where the notification to go out instead of us sending a letter, right. you know, get that notification. Hey, they've been served. So you're aware, you know, I think it saves some lives. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you don't, you don't really know how the process is affecting you until you have to be a, in a, part, a part of it in, in it, whether mm -hmm. that's trying to get something or trying to submit something and you're like man why can't why come i can't just do this online right. and and now you can you can do yeah. a lot of these things um before i get you out of here i gotta i gotta ask this question because i'm just not sure and i think you i think one of the forms i seen you at maybe broached maybe broached you and the other candidates about this but i'm not sure how this affects like what y'all doing y'all lane about equity and about uh discrimination and those things Cause again people see court it's like, oh, okay, well, is there are there disparities seen in this, you know, circuit court clerk as well compared to all of the other, you know, as we see criminal courts and judicial courts? But again, y'all lane is a little different. So do you, is that something that is? It's a little different, but is it, it, something that uh, uh, 
exists, be addressed, or what is, or what does that even look like? Yeah, well, you got two sides to the equation. Right. Are you talking about to the public, or are you talking about the equity and diversity internally, internally in the organization? And see, right. it's it's just a, it's a twofold when okay. you think about it. So, you know, equity. You know, you throw out a word of equity. Well, what is equity? Right. Tell me about it. You know, you throw out these isms and these words, uh -huh. but, you know, that balance of, as the clerk, I serve all people. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? These services, you say, well, it costs, it's just it's for these set of people. No, it's not for these set of people. It's for everybody, you know. I've, I, on the trail, people say, well, are you Republican or you Democrat? Or I serve all, I'm a public servant. Right. And that's one of those misnomers there. But then when you look at the makeup of our organization here that I've been a part of, as a first person of color to serve in these roles, been instrumental in promoting others into these team lead roles and things like that. Um, just that change because the office looks different from when I started in 97. Mm -hmm. Total different. And I've been a part of that change. So when right. people say, like, well, what, what changes are you going to bring in? Well, I've been grinding. I've been bringing these changes. And even the, the current circuit court clerk will tell you, a lot of the ideas and things that are come have transpired in the clerk's office over the last few years have been ideas that I've, you know, just not me because we're a team, right. but you can hear me now. Right. You know, I'll come to you and say, well, what about doing this? Right. Uh, you know, we'll get to it, uh, you know. And, but if I come to the table now, it's like, listen, what about this? You might say, well, let's try it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I wasn't been told nothing be the failure but a try. Right. And so some of these ideas that I've seen implemented mm -hmm. and seen successful, but I still got more work to do. So that diversity, that change, I've been about that change, you right. know. And you look at the makeup as, as like I said, that chief deputy and there's just management. Mm -hmm. So there with the diversity inclusion. I mean, you think about what we need to do, audit. We're audited all the time. We're public record. Audit again, you know what I'm saying, right. every year. Uh, and so internal auditors, we have an outside auditor come in. So. Mm -hmm. You know, those things that you just throw out there that sound good, like I said, I mean, that's what we're about. I mean, it's a public office, right. you know, uh, but just looking at the diversity, inclusion, always looking at ways to educate, you know, our people. And I tell people now when I interview people for jobs, you know, we have a diverse workforce. Right. Leave what, whether it's religion or all this, leave that at the door. Come in, do a job, we serve the public. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, just some of the stuff I've seen over, you know, be respectful of other people, you mm -hmm. know. Just, be, you know, whether they're elderly, whether they're young. You just look at the class and you're just like, well, baby boomers right. or millennials or these terms, you know. Right. It's, it's all different and the workforce is changing. Mm -hmm. But as the product there that, that we serve, you, you want to educate them, educate everybody, you know, just so that you're mutually aware right. of what's going on around you. So... When you talk about that equity and diversity, I mean, that's, that's been the goal from day one, and that's been there. Not to say it's been always perfect, right. but the makeup of the organization, you want it to represent the constituents that you serve. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's the goal of mine, to always look at that to, to make the office more diverse in ways, you know, just all around, all around. Want to wrap it up and give you the last word to wrap it up, too. Um, one, I've learned again a lot and i'm pretty sure um our viewers and uh, listeners have learned and i think this is a, this will help voters right figure out like oh okay you know so this is what happens this is what i need to be looking for when i'm listening to these candidates speak uh but again you know 20 plus years of experience in this organization you know <laughs> what more could you could one want right um or what more information could one get uh, this information from 
uh, without having to physically go down to the, you know, the clerk office in um, the secret circuit court clerk office and and figure out in a different type of way. Um, so I want to I want to um, give you the last word as far as is anything that we didn't touch a touch on or talk about or want to bring up for, you know, early voting is already happening through the 28th of April. And then voting day is May 3rd that you want to hit on. And then how can people support you? and find out information if they want to get in contact with you. Yeah, uh, voting is important. And, you know, early voting started April 13th. It mm -hmm. goes to April 28th. Election day is May 3rd. And out looking at the polls, the numbers, you know, started at the Richard Fulton Complex uh, down there. And it's been kind of low numbers coming in and just low, low turnout. Um, and so I just want to encourage people to get out and vote and try to have a, have a – uh, voters uh, uh, rally type thing to be informed. Mm -hmm. Meet these candidates. As I said, they run every eight years. The clerk runs every four years. So I always tell people, do your research, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and just make an informed decision. I want your vote, right. but do your research and, and pick the candidate that you, you know, see that's best for you. But that goes with explaining that, you know. Right. Um, but as far as me, like I told you, relevant experience, hands-on, institutional knowledge, you want someone who knows the job. Service. That's the lifeblood of this organization. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. I work for you. I serve you. Okay? Integrity. You want somebody who's honest, trustworthy, and reliable. Right. And innovation. You know, continually to utilize this technology to make the office more effective and efficient. For who? Everybody involved. The public, right. the courts, and the legal community. You know, that's what we do. And I'm always looking at ways, always open for feedback, you know, to ways to Im improve that. So, you know, nothing against the other candidates. Right, that's why I tell you, do your research. And I always say it's a night and day difference. Right. When you compare what's going on. And like I told you about the screwdriver now, there's nothing against them. I hear they do great work in the community. You know, what those are. But this is not the right medium for that. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, there are different roles that you can still champion that and get those out of uh, those things. But uh, that's, that's what I'm running on, those things. And I, as far as the experience and service and knowing that, you know, I, that's why I say it's daytime. It's been a new, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a long <laughs> journey. It's daytime. You know, I put in my time. Right. You know, this is not something I just decided to do. Right. And I say, ooh. This guy's not running. Right. This is an open seat. Right. And you look at it, it's like, oh, let me read up on this and learn about this. I can do this. Right. Sounds good. You know, for the uninformed, yeah, it sounds good. But you want someone who knows the job. You want someone, you know, that, that has that integrity and, and knows the system. And you got to know where, you, where you've been to know where you're going. Right. And I've been a part of that. And I've been the, the element and the agent to bring these changes uh, to the organization. So... My website is josephpday.com, uh, social media, Ed Day for Circuit on Instagram. I actually have a YouTube channel as well, Joseph P. Day for Circuit Court Clerk, Joseph P. Day for Circuit Court Clerk on Facebook, and we have a TikTok as well. Uh, you know, donations, you know, okay. trying to get the word out, uh, tell them to vote day all the way, vote day in May. It's almost May, you know. <laughs> uh, all, all these little catch words, right. but when you look at, the whole thing of what the clerk office and what the role of the clerk is, mm -hmm. you want someone who knows the job, and I have that experience. So uh, whether you want to send a donation, josephpday.com, click the donate link, or if you want to join Team Day, mm -hmm. you know, 
uh, get the word out as far as, you know, come in, work a poll, uh, volunteer. Um, you know, I would love to have you on team day. Well, I appreciate it, Joseph. I Thank you for your you. time. Thank you for this breakdown. Uh, this is this is this is this is why I'm here. I'm exploring the humanities of community and figuring out, you know, kind of things that I might not know about. But if I don't know, I know it's probably other community members that don't know as well. Especially in this vital time when it's elections and people just need to be informed and to be able to, you know, not give you just thirty seconds or forty five yeah. seconds or a minute to answer loaded, very heavy, important questions. You know, I'm glad that you was able to, you know, um, give me some of your time and really break down what happens in the clerk in the clerk's office and um, what you plan to do, what you have already done, been a part of, and what Nashville could possibly look forward to in the next four years um, and, and seeing how, you know, you can best serve us and judges and the legal community. Yeah. Um, so things can be efficient and uh, effective um, if we need those services. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate your time again, and, you know, uh, good luck. I appreciate you, and uh, thank you so much. As I always say, let's talk about it. Yeah. And you've given me the platform to talk about it, and yeah. I really appreciate you and what you're doing with the Deep Bitch Conversations. Yeah, and, uh, for sure. Continue to spread the word. You thank know, you so much. You know, you are a cobra, but, hey, you know, I have no man. problem with that. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. So. All right, man. Until next time. Appreciate right. it. Thank you so much.